your skeletons and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul and seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Why is that what happens when they take a break or something? No, but all the white folks will have listened to cereal. You're the only white person on the planet who hasn't listened to cereal. Okay, but I'll listen to it. So good. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> this is cereal, uh, part two. I'm Sarah Koenig. This is my producer. And uh, today we're talking about Ho Chi Minh. What was her name? That's so racist. Her name wasn't even close to that. It's an Asian name. Are you talking about the last story? No, I'm I'm talking about the serial podcast. Get out of here. Get out of here. Saeed. Saeed is the guy's last name. It doesn't matter. What do you want to say? (laughs) God damn it. No, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Um, (laughs) welcome back. We took a little (laughs) break there. Um, this is the, uh, this is the grab by the ghoulies part two. Um, we're cu- we're we're continuing this. Uh, we just this was a lot of material, and I felt bad uh, having to make people wait because when you get into something good, you kind of just want to let it all run out. You want to milk it, and uh, yeah, and um, I hope I hope you guys have been paying attention because we've been following a lot of um, a lot of weird stories, and it's about to get a little bit. Uh, I think they're they're both equally balanced. They're, they're worth it. They're both equally um, listenable. But um, this is lots of pasta on here again with uh, Django Phillips. Django! And uh, we're going over horror games. You know, you're thinking Bloody Mary, you're thinking Charlie Charlie, you're thinking Ouija boards and shit like that. It is not like that. It's like, oh, it's just creepier ritualistic shit with blood and dolls. And, you know, go listen to part one. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah, it- <laughs> you're in the wrong place Buckaroo. if this is the first one that you're listening to you go back to the other one you get us more likes you get us more if this you is the follow first... this shit you find us on facebook you support us if there are if this is your first lots of pasta there are a couple other places to start definitely oh oh see see in we, general we could give you a little shout out whenever i tell people to start listening to the show i always give them your oh. episodes well thanks man so you can I start bet, there. I bet my other friends hate me for doing that, but <laughs> but ultimately I feel like the hooker for these episodes is you, like like the stories we cover on your episodes, which are like real life spooks, real life situations. They're spookies. If this is your first podcast in general, this is congratulations. Not- Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't going there, but you weren't going there. But I have to because cool. this is our podcast. Yes, and if this is, you know, I I think there are a couple people out there who have never listened to podcasts before that have just jumped into this one, and I'm okay with that. Okay, good. I feel like if they're into reading scary stories, then come on and listen. Well, that's true. I think you don't you don't have to listen to, to tons of pod, podcasts to just get into people reading scary stories. Very true. Like, audiobooks do that. So um Also We are audiobooks, name. except we're stoned audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> Audible.com. <laughs> the girl's name was I'm gonna Hay. Say, like smokable. <laughs> I just wanna just wanna give a shout out. Hey. The girl's name from Serial is Hey, not Ho Chi Minh. Hey. I just wanna erase the racism. Hey boss. Yeah. Her name was Hebos. 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 Pussy boss. So part two. This is part so two. Yeah, this is part two. We're gonna get into get into some some more some more spoops. So uh I, I believe this next story is called Darus Daruma San or the Bath, bath Game. Bath game. I played a lot of these when I was a kid. 
and a lot of them had to deal with my my dick. That's a joke. That's a joke. When I was like, when I was very tiny, I used to bring a lot of toys into the pool and and, and into the bathtub, and I would just play toys the entire time. My mom would be like, "You've been in the fucking bath for like four hours. Get the fuck out of there." <laughs> I'd be like, "No, the bubbles." And this I'd be is a little prune. This is for you. Introduction. This game originated in Japan and involves summoning a ghost that will follow you all day, trying to catch you. Great. <laughs> the object of the game is to avoid being caught. Well. Step one, I fail. Cardio is not my best. <laughs> not, my not, best. not my strongest. You could get a ghost um, who's really ashy. I don't think so. I think spirits don't weigh anything, and gravity has nothing to do with uh, yeah, the they, weight. They are kind of ethereal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> they could go through things. They could move through things. Fuck. They could. They could. They could just flit. You know, like I've seen ghosts do crazy shit. Fucking Usain Bolt playing this game. Yeah, dude, you're done. Power. You're done. He's already out of the tub. Instructions before you go to bed for the night, get naked and go into the bathroom. Whew. Fill the tub with water and turn off the lights, all of them. Sit in the middle of the tub facing the faucet or taps. Close your eyes and wash your hair re- while repeating the words Darumasan fell down, Darumasan fell down over and over. As you wash your hair, you should see in your mind's eye the image of a Japanese woman standing in a bathtub. She slips and falls on a rusty tap which impales her through the eye and kills her. Great. <laughs> Continue repeating, Darumasan fell down, Darumasan fell down, until you have finished washing your hair. It's very important that you keep your eyes closed. You may hear or feel movement in the water behind you, but it's very important that you keep your eyes closed. Don't peek. You've just summoned a ghost on your very own. The ghostly figure of a woman will rise up out of the water behind you. You will feel her presence as she stares at you. Her head just behind your right shoulder. Her hair is black and tangled. Her clothes are tattered and rotting. She has only one eye. Her left eye is wide open and bloodshot. Her right eye is missing, leaving just a bloody hollow eye socket. Sounds sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm When you it. feel the presence of the ghost... Ask aloud, why did you fall in the bath? Because I fucking I wanted to. Couldn't you tell I wanted to do this? I wanted this life. Still keeping your eyes tightly shut, stand up and get out of the bath. Be careful while doing this as your eyes are closed, and what tile, what not, is not the easiest thing to maneuver on. Oh, and the ghost may try to trip you and kill you. Immediately leave the bathroom and shut the door. It is now safe to open your eyes, leave the bath water overnight, and enjoy a night's sleep, because tomorrow, as soon as you wake up, the game begins. The ghost is now following you, trying to look at her directly won't work. Instead, glance over your right shoulder to catch a glimpse of her. She'll get closer and closer as the day goes on. Don't let her catch you. If she's getting too close, shout, Tomare, stop, and run away. (laughs) This is whole story. (laughs) <laughs> and run away as quickly as possible. This will put some distance between you and she. In order to end the game, you must catch a glimpse of her and shout, Kita! Loosely translates to, I cut you loose. Then hold your hand out in front of you and swing it downward in a cutting motion like a karate chop. End the game before midnight, or the one-eyed woman will follow you into your dreams and more than likely kill you. Here's looking at you, Freddy. <laughs> to some... To some I like that. That was good. Yeah. To some of the basic ground rules, do not open your eyes when the ghost first appears. Don't let her trip you while you get out of the bath. Don't re-enter the bathroom after you leave. Or let your friends, family, roommates open it up. 
Do not drain the bathtub until morning. Do not, do not, do not let her catch up to you. Caution. Again, don't play this game. Screwing around with ghosts and spirits isn't for funsies. It can have some serious consequences. Summoning ghosts can result in you getting possessed or worse. Also be ready. Uh, also be really careful. When getting out of the bath, it's crazy easy to seriously injure and or kill yourself even without a murderous ghost trying to trip you. If you don't end the game properly, the ghost will more than likely continue to follow you for the rest of your life. So, full disclosure. Full disclosure is It Follows is one of my favorite horror movies of the last, like, year. So I haven't seen it. Honestly, honestly. Are you free after the podcast? You want to stay and watch a movie? Uh, <laughs> no, you got to go home. <laughs> but, but it's going to go on my movie list. You got to watch people. it, dude. I absolutely believe you. Full disclosure, the entire second half of that story, Yeah, I was... Uh, Imagining that it was a female ghost who was getting ready for a bath. Yeah. And that, you know, you're doing this ritual or you're naked. Yeah. So natural natural like, evolution like, leads to you fucking this. Like what if what if like what if you get a handy from this ghost? Like she's a she's she's right best like behind your shoulder. Yes. Yeah, so what if she's st- like So you yeah, stay yeah. so it says you summon the ghost. It doesn't say how quick you need to get out of the bath. Right. I would you know, just close cry. your eyes. So hypothetical, us doing this in separate bathtubs upstairs, yeah, like like a you know we're each we're each just jacking off in the in the bathtub. No, um, the ghost is what, the ghost is. What what happens next? So okay, so I finish, and then uh, <laughs> uh, I say I forget the rest of the ritual, mm-hmm. and I say Dumurasan because I get her name wrong because that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I do with everyone I hook up with. I say Dumurasan. I don't need you anymore. There's $10 on the counter. Thank you so much. And then she kills me. That's exactly what would happen. Oh, um, I, my, my hypothetical would run more like, so I, I I jack off in in the bathtub by myself. I almost slipped getting out, but I'm totally, I'm totally calm up to this point because, um. I would take up the entire bathtub by myself, so I wouldn't actually feel anything behind okay. me. I would just mentally have to think about it. Um, uh, so I get up, I'm, I start moving. I, uh, I close the door behind me, I go to sleep, I wake up the next day, I do my whole draining of the bathtub and like keeping the door open and shit, and like now it's out in the world, and apparently it's trying to catch me, and I'm like looking over my shoulder. Like, and you're like, tomorrow. Right shoulder. <laughs> right shoulder. And, you know, I'm going through my daily process, and I'm driving my car, and she's in the back seat, and I'm like, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. You're so soft. Tomorrow. Come on. Hey, tomorrow. Come on. Tomorrow. And uh, I'm going throughout my day, you know, I'm, I'm taking a shit at work. Do you have, do you have gas money? so so yeah i just you know this one is uh it's a ghost it's gonna fucking catch you i don't i don't understand the fucking right. purpose like it's, also lost in have fucking legs to kill it you don't need a, a ritual word you need you a ritual it. word and a karate chop a, a cartoon karate chop Kita! <laughs> yeah That's no great. it makes total sense yeah. and um and it just ends the game immediately, so it's just like, even if we did see something, it's just immediate, kata! <laughs> like, and then we just sit there and we go, what the fuck was that? That's so pretty I dope. Mean, I got jacked off by a ghost. Like, yeah. that's a good story to tell your I grandkids. Guess, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> this is Dark Music. I like, that, I like that you got this one. Dark Music. Ooh. Things you would need. 
an instrument like a guitar or a flute. <laughs> so you would have a guitar and I would have a flute. Perfect. Yes. What do we do? <laughs> a pointy pin. Holy water or salt water. Music notes. Ink. Paper. A hawk feather. A band-aid or two. If you're a pussy. If you're a pussy. <laughs> something to I hide in. I wouldn't need a band-aid. I would need two. Something <laughs> to hide in like a black, dark blue blanket. Headphones. Something to record that can plug in headphones. A camera. A screen. So you can use the camera. How to do it. Take the instrument and place it in front of a door. Take the pointy pin and poke yourself, then wipe the blood on your instrument. The blood will attract the ghost. Optional. Put the band-aid on your finger. If you're a pussy. Place the camera in front of the instrument, then take the ink, the feather, and the paper. Start writing on the paper. Write, Oh mighty ghost, please play for us. Wait until 12am at the place you are hiding in until you hear faint music. Then start the recorder and plug in your headphones. Listen and watch. Ending it. When you want the ghost to go away, put the holy water or salt water in your mouth. Do not drink and spit it out on your floor where the ghost is standing. Make sure you do it fast or the ghost will kill you. Warning. Do not post the video on any website or the ghost will haunt you. Some people have reported that they have dreams about them walking in a hallway and seeing a person playing a flute or guitar. When they walk closer, they see a ghost playing an instrument, and then the ghost gets closer and kills them in the dream. Then when they wake up, they see a floating knife, and then it disappeared. What? Apparently people have experienced that. They I call bullshit on the entire thing because that's how Aerosmith recorded their last album. <laughs> With ghosts? Yeah. Because <laughs> they haven't performed well in years. <laughs> their career died a long time ago, so they had to resurrect it. How many band-aids do you think Steven Tyler needs? Like eight, because he probably has like a hemoglobin issue. <laughs> <laughs> he literally he, doesn't have enough blood. His yeah, to his, spill his a drop blood is it. all in his face, all in those lips. It's, so he just he it's just, condensed like, milk. Give me back my blood. <laughs> so um, what did what did you think of that one? It was, that one was a little silly. Dark music. Uh you know, we were going well for a while there. That one, that one was. A oh no, silly. we we um we're gonna go downhill for a little bit. But I remember That's this. Cool. I remember okay. this one being good, and we still have three kings to read. So the Mac Daddy. I also found it interesting that they took that detail from the first story, from the doll story. That's that salt water. Oh, the salt water. No, I think you. I think that's a that's a thing. Salt. It's a thing. Salt. Salt first salt, off. True. Salt, salt first circles. off is a well known. No, even shooting things with salt, you know, um, supernaturally, like um, salt is just a known uh, repellent of the evil, the obtuse yeah. witches, ghosts, spirits, monsters, like slugs. You know, you just you never know when you're gonna need salt. Right. Um. So imagining salt water, specifically holy salt water. Yeah, no, that'll definitely get rid of the ghost. Like, if you're really par- I think there are several levels of paranoid that apply to that option. So it's like, if you're really paranoid, bless the water before you... Right. Before you do the whole salt thing. Uh, this next one I've heard of, it's called Doors to the Mind. How to do it. Dim the lights and light a, flute, uh, light a few candles. Put on some... Some, uh, uh, big boy? Some Elton John. Put on Put some, some Shutterbug? Yeah, maybe for you. 
The name of the game is to put you into a nice meditative state. You need to be relaxed and be able to have a free mind. This is most important for this to work. So put on some comfy clothes and relax. Relax, don't do it. <laughs> is that what you're going to put on? Yeah, probably. The only useful door to your mind is an open one. <laughs> right on, brother. Right on, right man. Right on, brother. What can I say? Rip it. Because in this situation, like honestly, I I think I when I read this one, I was it's a it's a lot like one of the other ones we read, and um, I could, I would probably do this. Oh, you would do this? Oh, it was the visualiz- visualization one? Yeah, it's another one that takes place entirely in your head. Yeah, so it's like I'm I'm much more comfortable in my own head than I am in my body. Yeah, I would do it. Next, lay your head in your partner's lap, face up, then play face down. Yep. <laughs> Pillows are always nice. Blow jobs Make right. sure your head is facing up. Down. <laughs> your friend will need to rub both of your temples in slow circular motions. That's awesome. Like a massage. If you need... It needs to be relaxing. That is key. Make sure they keep a pretty steady tempo. Much ado about trancing and meditation. This is where your friend will have to guide you, so to speak. Let your mind imagination do all the work. This entire time, your eyes will be closed, and you will be relaying descriptive information to your partner about your surroundings and such. Suggestion, have a third-person recording. Never second-guess what comes to mind. Simply answer your partner's questions about it without hesitation as they come to you. Just let it happen. Four, here's what your helper should start you with. You are at one end of a very long corridor. There are numerous doors on both sides of this corridor, spanning the entire length. I want you to explore these doors and the rooms behind them. Describe to me what you can see, hear, touch, and feel with great detail. And from there, the exploration is up to your mind. Important things to remember, always pay attention to the door first. This will give you a clue as to what waits for you inside. Note door handles. Any imperfections, unusual color, shape, size. Also, the temperature of the door handle may or may not be important. If you go into a room full of clocks, leave immediately, or try to. I don't know what the reasoning behind this was, all I know is that it was a big deal. You could stay if you wish, but just don't say I didn't warn you. You probably shouldn't touch any of the clocks either, just don't say I didn't warn you. Anybody have any idea why a room full of clocks would be bad? First hand response to that. That's like the um, the lucid dreaming checklist. Is it? Yeah, because if you if you try to do anything with time or clocks or, or anything specific numbers in a lucid dream, that's one of the ways you know that you're dreaming because time will not work. Like clocks won't work. Oh correctly. yeah, time time does yeah time is right. not of the essence in, in a dreamscape. Right. I didn't know you knew that, but that's that's a good that's a good fact to know. Yeah. So you yeah you could get lost. You could get lost in your own mind essentially. Right. In your own dreams. Yeah, that's why they explain the whole living for years, feeling like you've lived years in dreams, or feeling like you've returned to other Mm -hmm. times. I like that. This isn't going to be helpful, but I remember something bad about seeing old ladies, too. Shrug. Anybody have ideas about that as well? Again, this is just stuff I remember from seeing as a kid. I imagine it's because old ladies are fucking creepy. (laughs) Unless Unless they're grandma. That one's pretty simple. Or if they're grandma. Or they're just boring. Like, you open the room, and there's an old lady sitting uh, in a chair. Hey, how's hey, it going? Hey, come in. How's, I don't know, how's no, it no, going? No. Listen. Want some hard candy? No, 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 it's okay. I got a lot of other rooms. 
Oh, my dress fell off. <laughs> Young man, can you help me put it on? <laughs> no! No! Not all things in your mind are benevolent towards you. I'm pretty sure you know that hanging around here. But I thought I'd remind you. It's good to ask yourself questions. Sometimes these manifested characters can be quite revealing. But other times they can just bring you down. Five, follow your gut instincts about certain doors. Sometimes curiosity really does kill the cat. Brownie face. <laughs> Check what's on your person. Describe what you are wearing. Check your pockets. You might have keys, trinkets, anything. You never know. They might be useful in exploration, or at the very least, symbolic. Happy exploring, and be careful. Hmm. I think I would be okay doing that one, because honestly, mm -hmm. the most... I, I feel like my brain, no matter how fucked up it is, no matter how much you know, chemical imbalances and other issues and shit like that. I think ultimately my brain would just be like, there's, there's silly shit in here. Yeah. Or there's, um, someone you miss, someone you used to talk to or someone you want to talk to. I think I would just be too selfish about it. I think my mind would play everything in some kind of subconscious selfish light where it's yeah. just like seeing manipulations or seeing forecasts foreboding you know shit like that i don't think my doors would not be hot i would not touch the handle and find the flames a flame room behind the door so it's like no i would not see say you know not see ghosts i would not see the devil um and i would not see old ladies i don't think about old ladies so like that wouldn't happen so it's just like you just see actually shit. playing this right yeah. now i think i would just see a lot of personal shit and I think it would just play off of my mind and, like, how I think. So, ultimately, that one's not not too terrifying. But um, I think in certain lights, um, in certain situations, you might encounter a thing or two without thinking about it. Oh, yeah. If you had eight doors and they were actually, yeah. like, insights in your psyche, mm -hmm. two or three of them would be, you know, two of them would be terrifying. Hmm. Or negative, at least. See, I, I would immediately just play with bare minimum, which they said was two. Right. So imagining two doors for me, even if it was down to good and evil, I think my evil door would just be like a reflection of how meaningless life is. Okay. Because that's how my mind works. Okay. <laughs> so like, yeah. so like, ultimately, it's like I really don't see this room, any of this stuff, scarring me or right. or terrorizing me in any way. Because I would, I wouldn't go to a room full of clowns. You know, I think that's probably smart. Yeah, because <laughs> I just wouldn't. My mind never goes there, so I wouldn't. You wouldn't go to a room full of grandmas. I wouldn't. I, you know, if they had all their clothes off and they were giving me cookies, totally. Totally. What the fuck is that? So anyway, I'm gonna no. take this next one. I don't want. It. <laughs> ah, this is dry bones. You know who else has some dry bones? Those grandmas got moist. Yeah, you, you know what, man? Listen, <laughs> can the grandmas put their clothes back on? That's the one thing. It's my house. I'll do what I want. So I'm uh, my dress for the Fucking not good. Things you will need. A bathroom with a mirror and a box full of matches. How to do it. To prepare, close all doors in your house firmly. Make sure that they are secure. Close all pantries, cupboards, and cabinets too. Basically anything that can open. This one is crucial. Turn off all your lights, even your computer screens and phones. Wait until 12.01 a.m. Not a minute earlier or later to begin the ritual. Go to your bathroom and look in the mirror. Close your eyes and make sure that everything is completely silent. If you hear anything, get out of the house immediately. This means he is already here. Think yo. of... Yo. <laughs> That's good. Oh. Think of something you want. This will be your prize if you win. Ideally, 
realistically achievable. Light a match and wait until it burns out on its own. Do not blow it out. It will anger him. If the match lasts at least 15 seconds, you are ready to begin. Lie on the ground and say the following words. I am aware of your presence, and I welcome you into my home. Come now. Go to the largest room of your house and wait. How long this takes will vary. For some it will take hours and for some minutes. You need to be patient. When he's ready, you will hear a faint moaning sound. If you hear anything else, abort the game and get the hell out of the house. This is where the fun begins. He will try to find you, and you must hide. Remain absolutely quiet and don't make any quick movements, as it could give away your location. Think of it as hardcore hide-and-seek. You must remain hidden until 3 a.m. At this time, it is safe to come out. Go, again, to the largest room in your house and say the following. Thank you for playing, but you must leave now. You are no longer welcome. There should be a moaning noise and acknowledgement, and the game will be over. <laughs> if you do not hear a noise of some kind, then you should repeat that he is no longer welcome and the game is over. This can sometimes take a few repetitions. <laughs> the next morning when you wake up, your prize will be outside the door to your house. Congratulations, you won. Important things to remember. Your wish should not bring harm to anyone. There is a grave price for making this sort of deal with him, and you may decide the game was not enough to honor it. Note that just because you have asked him to leave, it doesn't mean he won't visit again. He cannot harm you unless you play this game again. You should only play this game once. You should probably put that before the other two. Yeah. Maybe or at the very beginning. The story. Hey, FYI. You can only play it do once. This once. Never try it again. Interesting that they. This is the first story I think we've read tonight where there's a reason to do this other than just contacting the spirit world or, mm-hmm. or interesting in the occult. Like if you do this and succeed, you get a Maserati, you know? Yeah, no, there it's, it's always what, what always stops me is the element of one man hide and go seek, which is just ultimately like, you're going to have to hide from something. And, right. And with me in a situation like that, it, nothing ever comes out positive. No, no prize is ever you worth, can't do worth that. that. No, I'm, I'm the kind of kid who who hid because he was already scared and then got more scared while hiding as a kid. Fun, fun story that I didn't bring up after we read One Man Hide and Seek is someone I have yet to have on the show. I won't say his name until he's on the episode because I, I don't know what his name is going to be, but we've talked about him filming. We're at a third grade birthday party together when we were younger at a bunch of baby ducks house. There were a bunch of people there. Yeah. Um, we were young. We were little kids. But we played hide-and-go-seek in his empty, old, relatively large house. And basement was not out of limits. And he has a very creepy little basement. Basement door was open, and it was uh, me and this this person's chance to hide. We were looking for places to hide, and uh, and I approached him and he was just standing in front of the basement door wide open looking down those concrete stairs and I asked him what he was doing and he was he just turned to me and he was just like the devil is down here and I was just immediately just like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) and and ran and hid in the coat rack and he he followed me like two minutes later and I was like now go hide with the fucking devil (laughs) and um and we and we proceeded to make fun of him for the rest of the night that's pretty awesome um 
I was an asshole as a little kid, but, uh, but you don't you don't say shit like no, that to my face and get away with that's it. That's an asshole thing to say. It's also um, an awesome thing to say. And then, um, specifically with with a bunch of baby ducks' basement, he's coming to record an episode. And part so of me, part of that. me wanted to save this um, this game thing for him because that story is just priceless. But I, I don't think he would approach the material with uh, with such warm demeanor. That's fucking fantastic, though. Um, but yeah, no, third I think, grade? I think, yeah, no, no, that was third grade. Jesus Christ. And, um, he had just moved here from Alabama and we were like the only two people to really talk to him. And we've been friends ever since. He's a good guy. Even hypothetical running through that last game, it's just like, no, absolutely not. I would end up dead. Yeah. I would end up dead. It says the only way it can harm you is if you're playing the game. And I'm playing the game in the shadow of a circumstance that harm is possible. I'm going to end up dead. <laughs> Even if you and me play it and we see something or we, we talk to something, there's no situation I don't see that going positively. I just like, you know, they talk about it being hardcore hide-and-seek. I don't think I've ever played a game of hide-and-seek where I successfully evaded someone who found out where I was. You know what I mean? Oh, I used to win hide-and-seek constantly. Yeah, but like dude. if they found where you were, you could like relocate, you know? Because like for me, they either give up or they find me. Yeah, you're right. No, that's that's exactly what it would be. It yeah. would be a it would be a hardcore game of hide and go seek. They're they're um I think the only the only relocate and continue the game is like a little kid's form. I think the real adult form of hide and go seek is I fucking found you. Right. You are fucking out. Right. And in this context, being out might as well be dead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, um, no. I'd, I'd fuck it up. <laughs> right, and there, there are a lot of places to hide in this house, but I think ultimately what I would rely on, again, with the hypothetical, is hiding behind a door or a small enough space that cannot be occupied without major manipulation on a physical property. I mean, like a door physically opening. Like, I don't think a spirit would have the power to open a door, so I would hide behind a door or I'd hide behind, like, a lock of some kind. Yeah, but what if they can phase through it? <sighs> then I would can. then I would also hide within the room. But first first step number one <laughs> is still seeing if they would have the power to unlock a door. Okay. Because at that point then I would fear physical harm because I would know it has a physical presence. Yeah, alright. The only attack that could come in a spiritual way is like a mental one almost. I, think... I would feel like it would be a fight for your body or a fight for your soul or something, and that would have to happen on a different level, right? I still think we're fucked. Ultimately, yes. Ultimately, fucked. Uh, this next one's called The Thumb Game. It's also from <laughs> Bullshit, I know. Uh, no, apparently this one's relatively serious. I, I, it sounds stupid, but it's Japanese, so you know they it's... weren't fucking around. <laughs> Probably gonna get a thumb chopped off. Or you're gonna get a handy in the bathtub. So it <laughs> could go either way. It could go either way. Yeah. Introduction. Oyayubi Sagashi, or Thumb Game was a Japanese urban legend about a 20-year-old woman who was killed, and when her body parts were discovered, only the thumb was left missing. The thumb game's objective is to find the missing left thumb. If you find it, your wish will be granted. You need three or more people to play this game. So, already off the bat is what what other person do we ask to join us? And (laughs) part of me is leaning towards uh, Strawberry Shortcake, like you previously (laughs) mentioned. (laughs) Who would have no part in this? Who would not want to do it? Probably. I think we should. Well, I think we'd want to do 
Like, if it has to be at least three, I, I think we want to push it to five. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then do strawberry shortcake and um, Frownies McBoohoo's. Frowns McBoohoo. Frowns McBoohoo. And one other person. Part of me would want to say Disco Dracula. Disco Dracula. <laughs> Just because he would, he would pitch a fucking fit about it. <laughs> no, that'd be good. That'd he's be good. Already, he's afraid of this house, yeah. and he fears ghosts vehemently. That'd be a great five-man team. Yeah, and yeah. none of us would be having Let's any of it. Let's find that fucking thumb. I'd be so amped. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so immediately, <gasps> all I could see is Disco Dracula, again, I have to play his music, screaming the entire time. <laughs> While Frowns McBoohoo is laughing the entire time. No one can find Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> and you are going like, oh, oh, from like another room. <laughs> and I'm laughing somewhere. <laughs> so like, That's exactly Probably me. at Disco Dragon. I'm seeing like just normal shit in your room like a dresser, but it freaks me out for a second. I'm like, oh, 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 it's a dresser. <laughs> oh, how to do it. Form a circle sitting on the ground. Hold the left thumb of the person to your right. The person on your left should grab your left thumb while the game is in progress. Don't let go of the person's thumb, otherwise when the game ends, their thumb will be missing. <laughs> so oh, we, need to con- we need to we continue need to be in a circle. thumbs oh, the entire fucked. time. We're so fucked. There's this no way. This is great. There's no way. Everyone has to close their eyes and imagine they're in a villa where the murdered woman was dismembered. You must do this seriously or else it will not work. It's, it's not, not going to work. So then we have to replace Frowns McBoohoo with someone else. And Strawberry Shortcake and me. We need to replace all three of no, those members. I no, think, I think you, me, and Disco Dracula would be serious about it. You don't think Strawberry Shortcake would? I don't think I would take it seriously. Okay. All right. We're fucked then. We're fucked. We can't run we're with so, We're so fucked. If it was me, you, and Disco Dracula, it did say three minimum. Okay. I think, I think right. we would be able I to would, do it. I would be able to do it seriously. Say the following chant. Do this seriously or it will not work. Uh, while the game is in progress, do not open your eyes. Say the following chant twice. Oh yeah, Yubi, oh yeah, Yubi. Hear our voices. Oh yeah, Yubi, oh yeah, Yubi. Grant our wish. You'll be transported to a room you've never seen before. It's a western-style villa. There's one solitary candle in the room. You must start looking for the thumb immediately. You have until the candle burns out to search for the severed thumb. To get back from the villa, you must blow out the candle. Warning. While you are in the villa looking for the thumb, you may feel someone tap you twice on the shoulder. When this happens, do not look behind you. Otherwise, you will never be able to come back alive. It is extremely important that you don't look behind you. If you do, you will be killed. You will never return from the villa. You will be forced to remain there, eternally tapping people on the shoulder twice and then brutally murdering them. Instead of just being a missing person, you will be a murderer. I like the explicit statement. If you manage to find the severed thumb, hold it tightly in your hand and then blow out the candle. You will return and your wish will be granted. If you cannot find the thumb, just blow out the candle and return. Do not allow the candle to burn out on its own or you will be stranded in the villa. Important things to remember, do not let go of anyone's thumb. Do not open your eyes during the ritual. Do not allow the candle to burn out. Do not look behind you. The thumb game can be very dangerous. It's been strictly recommended that you do not play it unless you memorize all of the rules beforehand. A mistake could cost you your life. So yeah, we're fucked. Running with the hypothetical, even with 
Yumi and Disco Dracula. I just think one of us would fuck something up. Mm-hmm. And then it would just make the other ones. Oh, for sure. Something. It's a chain reaction at that point. So yeah, there's no, there's no absolute possible yeah. point of point of success. One person there. would look behind them and get their headshots off. Yeah, and then and, then and then both of us would look and be like, "Yo, his head got shot." <gasps> and then and then he would kill us. Done. This is the gambler, which is us spending a bad night over at the sands. Ooh, ooh, they're gonna be bought by MGM. <clears throat> Yeah. Take a pack of playing cards, shuffle it, and deal yourself a hand from the top of the deck. Choose whichever card game you wish. Blackjack's preferred. Now look across the room and say, let's play. If the gambler is with you, you will feel a sudden chill on your left arm. The game has begun. Draw the gambler's hand and play as you normally would. For the gambler's turn, you will lay down cards randomly from his hand. You must never look at his hand before it is on the table. This will lead to dire consequences. The wager of the game is your life. Should you win, you may take the top card of the deck and slice the pointer finger on your right hand. Should you draw blood, this hand will now have the power to win any gamble, provided it is used in drawing the cards or spinning the wheel, etc. Be warned, however, should the gambler win, he will neither be quick nor clean about claiming his prize. And there's a reason you don't see too many people running around with lucky hands. Because he fucking killed them. (laughs) Why blackjack? Why would you fucking play blackjack? Um, because it says you're not allowed to look at the cards, so it's kind of just like, oh, you're over. <laughs> I win. Yeah. I, I I meant to tell you that these ones are from Creepypasta. There's a. There's oh a, okay. There's a change in theme now. Gotcha. Where we've moved from Reddit no sleep to bullshit I know or blah st- uh, since I know, which is a blog spot you could Google um, just to give them credit. And now that one was from Creepypasta, and this one is also from Creepypasta. Gotcha. Uh, this one's called the Dark Reflection Ritual. Here's what you'll need to do this ritual. A mirror of any type, a candle of any size or color, friends to do it with, optional, but highly suggested. So, you and me. I should probably warn you, once you begin this ritual, there's no way to stop it. What I'm saying is, don't start it unless you're planning to finish it. Have you ever broken a mirror by accident or on purpose? Have you ever looked into a mirror and felt like it was that there was something watching you from the other side, or seen something sinister lurking within the eyes of your own reflection? You've probably heard the legend that breaking a mirror is seven years bad luck. Legends about mirrors have been around for hundreds of years. In particular, some ancient civilizations believed that there was a sort of putrefying effect to mirrors. They believed that by looking one's reflection in the eyes, it would transfer a person's negative energy into the reflection in the mirror. They believed that this had a cleansing effect, but also hidden the dangers. That's why breaking a mirror has been known to cause bad luck. Think about it, if it's true, then every time you look into a mirror, you're transferring negative energy into it. Can you imagine just how much negative energy is just sitting there inside your bathroom mirror? When you break the mirror, that negative energy is released and causes bad luck for everyone around it. For this ritual to work, you'll need a mirror that you don't mind breaking. According to the manifesto, both the risk and the eventual reward for this ritual are strongly depending on how old the mirror is. It makes sense if you think about it. An older mirror has been looked into more, and therefore has more negative energy inside of it. In order to begin this ritual, you must look at your reflection in the eyes, transferring your negative energy into the mirror one last time. You only need to do this for a few... For a few... I thought of something really funny. <laughs> you... 
The only mirror I could honestly think of is the one upstairs, and because it's so huge, it's in the bathroom, the guest bathroom upstairs, and um, it's the entire length of, the, of that wall. It takes up the entire wall, and I and I stare into it all the time um, while I'm taking a shit. <laughs> and and part of me is just like, yeah, that mirror has a lot of action. That's a negative. That's, that's a negative filled with negative mirror. energy. Because I, I, I talk to myself. I'm not, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've admitted that several hundred times. And I look into the mirror and talk to myself like I'm talking to an old friend. And that mirror has seen a lot of that shit and a lot of my shit. So. That's not a good That's mirror the to break. mirror. No, that's don't, the mirror to break. No, that's the mirror. That. In hypothetical, that's the mirror we're breaking. Nope. Only need to do this for a few seconds. Then you need to lean forward and breathe onto the mirror, <laughs> making it fog up with your breath. My sources refer to this as anointing the mirror with your breath or the smell of shit. <laughs> At first, you might find this strange, but do a little digging and I think you'll find that the word breath once meant something similar to spirit. By breathing on the mirror, you are symbolically linking yourself to the mirror and to the negative energy contained inside. The linking is critical to the success of the ritual. Everyone in the group needs to do this step as well before moving on to the next one. After this is completed, you can light the candle. Use the candle to burn the mirror. This agitates the negative energy inside. You only need to do this for a few seconds or until there is a noticeable black mark on the mirror. Note that the longer you do this, the more agitated the negative energy will become. After this, the final step is breaking the mirror. Once this step is done, I suggest you start running. You see, it's actually a common misconception that, the person, that when a person breaks a mirror, they will be followed by bad luck. This is not true. When a mirror is broken, the bad energy stays in one spot, near the broken mirror, until it eventually dissipates, or at least normally it does. If you completed the above steps, then you have tied yourself to the negative energies through the medium of your breath. This means that the negative energy will pursue you wherever you go. This is why I said earlier that it would be best to complete this ritual with a group. If there is only one person doing the ritual, then all the negative energy will pursue that one person. But if there is a group, then the negative energy will be spread more thinly. This increases your odds of survival. Bad luck will follow you throughout the night. At first, it will start out at small incidents, a chipped nail or a flat tire. The incidents will begin to escalate, though, as increasingly horrific things begin to happen around you. Eventually, these incidents will become life-threatening, no matter how many people you did the ritual with. Final Destination like I said, don't start this ritual unless you're planning to finish it. The only piece of advice I can give you for surviving the night is to remember that the negative energy is linked to you through your breath. Your breath is how the negative energy detects you, and so, if you find yourself in a bad situation, try holding your breath. This should make you temporarily invisible to it. Of course, you can only hold your breath for so long. Still, this technique might provide you with a few extra seconds to get out of a dangerous situation. At this point, you are probably asking yourself, why on earth would anyone ever engage in this ritual? Why would anyone ever risk their life for this? Well, most people who would try this probably didn't think that it, was that it would actually work, but there is a reason beyond that. Bad luck will chase you throughout the night, but if you manage to, sur to survive until dawn, not only will you find that your run of foul luck has ended, but that a new streak of good luck is about to begin. The first lights of dawn have a special purifying property. If you survive until the morning, then the negative energy inside the mirror will be purified and will re-enter your body, filling you to the brim with positive energy. 
That's how I get pepped every morning. I do this. I break mirrors. You break and the, I run the mirror. And I, and I go morning. for a jog. How much money have you spent a mirror? For a jog this? until d- new mirrors. mirrors. At least three hundred dollars yeah. per mirror. If you survive until the morning, then the negative energy inside your mirror will be purified and will re-enter your body, filling you to the brim with positive energy. After this, everything will seem to go away. You'll find that people are generally nicer to you, and that's the opposite sex are extremely attracted to you, or the same sex, if that's your thing, wink, wink. You will succeed at everything you do, whether it be a job interview or an important exam or a business venture. I would highly suggest buying a lottery ticket. It should be noted that the amount and duration of your good luck will be equivalent to amount of negative energy that was in the mirror. If you just bought the mirror at the store, then the good luck will only last a couple of days and will not be all that severe. If you use an old mirror, though, then your lucky streak will be far more powerful and it may last for months or even years if you have an old enough mirror. If you use a mirror that has a more personal connection to you, such as a bathroom mirror or a mirror from your bedroom, then the good fortune you experience will be more suited to your particular tastes and desires. One more thing I should probably warn you about is the timing of the ritual. The ritual needs to be started after sunset and with at least six hours until dawn. Two common tricks that people try to use in regards to this ritual are starting during the daytime and starting a few minutes before dawn. Starting near dawn is probably the least dangerous of these little cheats. If you start near dawn, then the negative energy will not have enough time to fully manifest before being purified. The energy will then simply dissipate into the air rather than doing anything and you will probably walk away thinking it was all a gigantic hoax. Starting during the day is more dangerous. People start during the day thinking that the daylight will instantly nuke the bad energy and keep them safe. This is not true. Notice that I said it was by the lights of dawn that have the purifying power, not the light of day. By starting during the day, you actually have the bad luck more time to pursue you and thus decrease your odds of survival significantly. You know, a lot of people might call you stupid or crazy for trying to attempt this ritual. I wouldn't, though. I can understand the thinking that it goes into. I can understand wanting to take control of your luck, both good and bad, rather than accepting the seemingly random twists and turns that life seems to throw in us. Yeah. A hypothetical of us running through this, I think what would happen is we would do it at, like, four um, to, play it, to play it best, because we're playing it after Devil's Hour, mm-hmm. and there's only two to three hours until sun, sunrise, and I would definitely spend it Going to a club. <laughs> we would just go to a club during closing hours, and we would get drunk, and we would be around people, and um, we would do it far away enough that whatever bad energy was in the house is just, like, somewhere else completely. <laughs> I actually, Unless the I, club experience goes terribly, then we know the bad luck. I like that idea. Us. Yeah. I like the idea of, of just, like, pre-gaming, yeah. and, like, doing a couple shots. Yeah. And then breaking a mirror and then running away to like and then the next living club. the best next and day then of just your life. the fucking whole night just like because <laughs> you know after a night like that you're gonna need some like good breakfast and you're gonna you're gonna yeah. go home and you're gonna have like a great sleep and the waitress is gonna give you like her number on the fucking receipt <sighs> she's gonna give you a blowjob man at in table? the bathroom <laughs> Woo! Woo! Oh, I like that one Woo! no I think. Uh, what what would we actually do if we were to do this, though? Like, where would we go? Where would you want to go? Because it didn't say you had to stay in the house. It actually said, like, start running. And I was like, okay, so I get in my car and I drive somewhere. Like, where do yeah, I want to go at 4 o'clock? But you would probably crash into a tree. Like, get that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think the bad luck will have caught up to me at that point. Oh, okay. You think it has a tangible... I'm saying cars already started it in yeah. the fucking street. Like, ready to go. 
run inside, fucking, break the mirror, and run back outside to the car and go somewhere. Bad luck doesn't follow that quickly, right? I feel like I want to break a really old mirror and then drive down like Virginia Beach. Like start at like yeah. three a.m. and then get there like at the dawn. And you'll get there at nine. Yeah, you'll get there at nine a.m. and yeah. you'll be like, "This is great." Yeah, yeah no, naturally that would like, too great. I'd like but... knock on people's decks and be like, "Can I?" You know like, what? Have I'm your just house? gonna start breaking mirrors before I fly on planes <laughs> now. Like that's good. that's it. Oh, you fucking that's, great. No, that's how nine eleven happened. <laughs> Someone was going for a really great interview. <laughs> They were like, I'm going to the World Trade Center. I got this great interview. (laughs) So I broke this mirror to try and double my luck. We'll see how it goes. Is it Mickey Mouse? We'll see how it goes. Uh Uh-huh. Does he have an interview? Let's move on. All right. I've offended enough already. (laughs) That was a really bad 9-11 joke. Uh, This one is great. This one is the one we read the episode for. Please don't actually try this, is what the Reddit No Sleep um, title was. But this also, is, please don't actually try this. Please don't actually try this. Yeah. Uh, this is Three Kings. I've been posting bits and pieces of my life here, but I find them a little boring and self-serving. The last one about the juvie incidents was already like 70% made up, to my shame. So today I'll post a recipe instead. This is not creepypasta, at least not yet, and I'm writing it from a train in the NYC area. What I'm about to share with you today is one of the many relatively safe ways in which you can access not quite enter a place I call the shadow side and its effectiveness depends on how seriously you take me your mileage may vary refer to the title I won't tell you that you shouldn't be afraid of the shadow side chances are you've already seen it after all and merely think it was just a recurring dream I will tell you that there is no need to be ignorantly afraid of it though there's a difference ignorance fuels fear and fear can give that place a lot of juice to run on you have to be big on preparation if you want to try this It's like skydiving. If getting it right on your first try is not something you're good at, then this is not for you. If you do drugs or alcohol the night of the event, you're going to have a bad time. Well, fucking out. Then we're out. Out. If you're going through some serious issues in your life and not feeling mentally or spiritually stable, or if you're doing this just to escape, you're going to have a bad time. And if you don't follow my instructions, particularly the multiple backups I'll give you, which, trust me, are there for a reason, you're going to really have a bad time. The name of this game is The Three Kings, by the way. Ingredients. A very large and empty, quiet room, preferably without windows. If windows exist, you need to be able to cover them and ensure total darkness. Basements usually work well, if they're roomy enough. As we stare at my roomy basement. Roomy-ass basement. A pack of candles. You'll only use one if all goes well, and a lighter. A bucket of water and a mug. A fan. Two large mirrors, like the one in your dresser. Don't worry, they won't be harmed, or if they are, it'd be the least of your concerns. Three chairs, an alarm clock, an active cell phone, and don't forget to charge the goddamn battery. A loved one willing to follow rules and go along with all this madness, and a small toy or dear object from your childhood. I like how you're my loved one willing to follow the rules and go along <laughs> with all this madness. Oh, you know. up. Start setup at around 11 p.m. Place one chair in the center of the room facing north. This is important. Place the other two chairs exactly to the left and right, facing your throne. The distance between your throne and that of your queen and fool should be about the length of your arm to each side, more or less. Place the two large mirrors on the queen and fool chairs, left and right of you, facing you, and each other. Try your best to have them stand at a 90 degree angle, or else you might get more or less than three kings. If you sit in your throne, facing straight ahead north, you should be able to perceive your own reflection in each of the two mirrors without actually having to turn your head nor your eyes to do so. 
If you see your own reflection in the corner of your eye, just barely there, then you've done it right. Place the bucket of water in the mug in front of you, just barely out of reach. Place the fan behind you and turn it on. Don't set it to max power, medium or low is usually enough. Leave it on. Turn off the lights, leave the door open, and go to your bedroom. Set the candles by the side of the bed, next to a lighter, your alarm clock, and your cell phone. Leave it charging. Set your alarm clock for 3.30 a.m. Turn off the lights and sleep while holding your power object. Get some rest. Showtime. Showtime. <laughs> Wake up at 3.30 a.m. with your alarm clock. Turn off, but don't turn on the light. You have exactly three minutes to light your candle, grab your cell phone, and make your way to the dark room to sit in your throne. You should be seated by 3.33 a.m. Don't forget your power object. Check for potential red flags. If your cell phone didn't charge for whatever reason, abort the mission. If the alarm didn't go off exactly at exactly 3.30 a.m., abort the mission. If you find the dark room door closed, remember you left it open, abort the mission. If the fan is turned off, you left it on, abort the mission. Side note, if you have to abort the mission due to any of the above, leave the house with your loved one. Go to a hotel or something. There's no need to run. You have time to grab a jacket and your keys and whatnot, but leave. After 6 a.m., the coast should be clear. If all is going as planned, you can proceed and take, our, take your throne. Do not look directly at either of the two mirrors beside you. Do not let the candle go out. The fan is behind you. You must protect the candle with your body, which is standing in between. There's a reason for this, as you'll soon see. Look straight ahead at the darkness. Not at the candle, not at the mirrors, just straight ahead. Eagle-eyed readers surely noticed I didn't say during setup which chair was queen and which chair was fool. That's because it's your job to find out. And from their point of view, you are either their queen or their fool too. Hence three kings. I won't spoil what happens next. Suffice to say, you won't be alone, and if you have questions, you'll get answers. Sometimes in the new form of questions. Sometimes in the form of new questions, but hey, that's the story of humanity, right? Just stay put and try not to move. Again, do not look directly at the mirrors nor the candle. Just straight ahead. Trust me. Don't chicken out either. You need to wait until 4.34. By 4.34, it's all over. It's okay to tremble a little bit. Just not, try not to. Not because it affects the ritual or anything. It's just a pussy thing to do while in play company. Did I mention not to let the candle go out? That's what the fan is for. You're protecting the candle with your body, but if your body were to be suddenly moved, then the fan would turn off the candle. That's backup number one. Your loved one is backup number two. At 4.34, she has to come in the room and call your name. If that won't work, she has to call your cell phone. If that won't work, she has the glass of water in the bucket. She can't touch you, though. It's a newbie mistake. Backup number three is your item of power, the toy or the locket or whatever object of strength you brought along for the ride. It'll show you the way if shit hits the fan. Multiple backups. You gotta be like a boy scout if you, if you do these things. If you half-ass it, half-ass it all the way so that it won't work. Worst you can do is take it seriously enough for it to work and not seriously enough to be prepared for the consequences. If in doubt, refer to the title. Which is, please don't actually do this. Oh, please don't actually do this. <clears throat> so how'd you feel about that one? I liked it. I liked the vagueness. Yeah, um... It's like the search and rescue stories we do on your episodes. It's like it doesn't explain enough to get yeah. creeped out, but it's uh, but it explains enough to put you in a situation um, that may turn out to be uh, unfortunate to experience. And this is one where reading it, I was just like, absolutely not, absolutely There's not. There's no way because 
I just, I don't, I don't see any situation of it going well, of it going positively. You know, um, let's say you sit down in the dark and you have these mirrors and you're supposed to see things in your peripherals, but you're not supposed to look at them. Like, yep. and you're supposed to talk and you're supposed to have a conversation and it's supposed to answer you in no ways. And, and it's just to be polite, like you're in good company and it's just like, if I'm talking to other dimensions, which is what I think it's going for, it says the shadow side, you know, like if I'm speaking to two different dimensions of myself, bringing the mirrors into play, I don't know. I've watched enough Rick and Morty to know that, like, one of my dimensions, is the fool, is probably trying to get us to kill each other. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't fuck with that shit. <clears throat> I don't fuck with that shit at all. Not doing it? No. Not abs- having it? Absolutely not. So, um, whoo, really fucking awesome material. I, I know we didn't, we didn't get too much into it, but, like, I've never played, like, um, Bloody Mary... No. Ouija or Charlie Charlie like that's the newest one that's yeah. most pocket level for people yeah. and even that is just like loosely explained by gravity right so it's just like and, and breath it's like yeah and breathing and yeah. being in the presence of something really not well balanced the slightest tremble of any floor right. could could make two pencils turn over it's stupid yeah so um I mostly think it's bullshit, but there's there's stuff about the way the people write these, and it's mostly the Reddit No Sleep ones that, that show it the most, which is like the, the Three Kings, One Man Hunt and Seek, and Midnight mm-hmm. Man. I think those were the three most terrifying. It's just there's something about the way the people write them that makes them so easy to yeah so easy to, to get into. Because ultimately, like you, you get right down to it. It's like no one's actually done any of these things. Like Maybe some of the more traditional ones I could see happening, like the 100 stories, like that's reasonable. But I think people just wrote Midnight Man because they thought it was... Let's, let's, what wouldn't you do at night? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, be the I think, dumbest fucking I think, thing. Like, I, think the, the, I think the thing about Three Kings that was so well done is like the guy had said in the story, like... I write a lot of scary stuff on Reddit No Sleep. So right. Like, so, like, this is going to be a departure from that, but it might turn into a big thing. Um, let's talk about creepy games you might play at night. And, like, no one has ever actually done this. He just he just grabbed all the best creepypasta tropes and threw yeah. them in a game exercise, which is talking to mirrors. It's, like, step one and step two of the best creepypastas out there, which is just, like, there's a room full of mirrors. Someone talked at the end. Yeah. So it's just, like, in, in no situation... Are any of these viable? Um, but we had a, a huge spectrum to look at. So, like, what what stands out to you? Out of all the ones we were out at? of everything. Um, I know Midnight Man was definitely the standout. Well, uh, that that one about the the L shaped room, I I really like that one. You I liked the hundred candles and ancient the ancient version, yeah. Is it because you imagine like um, old Ronin and samurai like coming home from battle and like trying to like share their stories with each other and experiencing crazy ghosts? No, actually not at all. Um, what do you, what do you, what do you imagine? The, the thing that gets me about the story is it's one of the said things it's ancient Japanese. So you have to put it in the context. Yeah. But even, but be okay. even that, okay. like, like the, the thing that most scares me about the story is as a kid, that was this, that was one of the scariest things. Would you be at, I would be at a, um, like an uncle or an aunt's house and, all of us would be sitting around the kitchen table. It would be like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. And all the other rooms in the house, and these are big houses, completely empty, are completely, completely dark. Completely empty, completely dark. And like, you know, you're sitting at the table and your backs to a, a black hallway, your backs to a black room or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, 
to have to go into one of those rooms and you know away from the security of the group fucking sucks like you know i don't want to do that shit it's number one shining yeah king 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 made a fucking book out of it it's like being in a huge place alone at night yeah you're gonna you're gonna see shit when you're not surrounded by the right people right yeah no there's a there was a lot of there's a lot of really cool material and some of them were more on the like doable scale mm-hmm. than others but most hypotheticals like when it really comes down to it is just like in the smallest percentage of any of these things happening like you're fucked which is pretty much what we predicted going yeah. into it which is just like japanese horror movie styles you're fucked you're just <laughs> overall fucked overall no matter what you do like like i think Salt is like the one kryptonite I saw in all the situations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even then, it's just like, it's a spirit, so you have to be pretty fucking accurate with your salt throw. Yeah. Whether it's spit or physical. You know, even a, even a, I guess, ring of salt around you, but then how you stay in that ring of salt until whatever time wears out is like, still fucked. Yeah. Something like six inches from your face does not make for a safe space. You yeah. Know? Um, you also can't open your eye. You can't look at it. That's another recurring thing. Whatever yeah, a lot it of, is. A lot of things are saying not look at it, but in that situation, I don't know. Like, sit here in the dark with my eyes closed in a salt circle for three hours. I would go insane at that point. I think that's the point of Midnight Game, which is like, they said that it was an old Puritan way to get yeah. back at people. And I think it's just because people in their basis natural form is just like... Being alone in a dark and scary place will make you freak the fuck out. Yeah, definitely. So naturally, naturally, people are fucked from the get-go. And I think that I think that closes us out on this special. I'm, I'm, I hope you had a I hope you had a good time. Is there anything you you'd like to say? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's really messed up that uh, drug companies are are charging so much for uh, dick drugs because I, like so, you know. A lot of probably a lot of people don't know this, but ninety-two percent of guys' dicks don't work. And the the fact of the matter is, like, if you are allowed to charge whatever you want for the pill, then you're just denying healthcare. And that's I don't know. That's why I vote Democrat. But whatever. That's, it's a different. <laughs> I like discussion. how you're not citing like cancer, cancer treatment or AIDS treatment. Oh no, that shit no, doesn't it's matter. Literally, the, about it's, dicks. I'm talking about dicks. Yeah. Do you, do you have a need for Viagra at your age? You're twenty. 25? Yeah. 24. Uh, okay. I, I, you know, I mostly take it for my butthole, but, but it's the same, it's the same principle. Well, I saw the pain the same in the bath, You take, you take your, you take your dick pills and then you sit in the bath and you get handies from ghosts. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's, no, yeah. I can see why you like this episode so, it's, so much. It's now. fucked. It's fucked. It's really <laughs> fucked. That's all I wanted to say. I just think it's ridiculous. Well, well I'm glad, I'm glad for your public service announcement. Yeah. Right there. PSA. Um, yeah. Companies. Hashtag PSA. Companies, you know, <laughs> give us your dick drugs. Fuck you, Martin Shkreli. Shkreli? Shkreli. Skrillex. Fuck you, Skrillex. Fucking drug prices. So, I think that's it. I like it.